Welcome back to the Lotus Life Podcast. I am so thankful that you're here, honored that you're here, and I really want to just kick off this podcast by saying how appreciative I really am. And I really do hope and I I try with every single podcast to serve you in some way. So I really do appreciate you listening and trust and visualize that these words are hitting you and serving you, which makes me feel incredible. This podcast comes off of the heels of me just doing a live class inside of the inner circle, which is basically, if you don't know what the inner circle is, I call it a e-yoga university. It's an online yoga platform, a wellness platform, which we dive into very important facets of your life and topics inside each month. Um, so we're wrapping up Radical Self-Love, and I just had an incredible class. So I want to talk about the tools, the steps that you can do to keep yourself in a state of radical self-love, first of all. Let's just call it out. It's really hard to love ourselves, isn't it? It's really difficult to go, I love all of me. What we learn is that through the practice of raising our vibration, or what I call our peak pranic state. So that is a newer terminology that I've come up with that really, really says exactly what I think it is. It's more of a process in those words of you need to enter into a peak pranic state daily and often in order to not feel at odds, not feel like it's difficult to actually love yourself. The reason it feels difficult to love yourself, one, we've been conditioned to not fully accept who we are, and two, we've been taught and modeled by others that really it's okay to abandon parts of yourself and to call parts of yourself that you've abandoned ugly and never go look for them again. And so we're walking around very fragmented. And that's how we interact with the world. That's how we're, we're taught that it's okay to be like that. But if we don't have all of us collected, if we don't go back and retrieve the parts of us that were abandoned, we risk never knowing ourselves. We never, we never heal. We never fully step into who we are or our highest yes. And as a result, no one else around us can do the same either. And so really the highest statement I can say here, and I'm going to hit upon this a lot in, this, in today's podcast, is... Loving yourself is the least selfish thing you can do. In fact, the opposite is the most selfish. Not loving yourself is incredibly selfish, and here's why. When you are in a state of self-love, you are really in a state of union. And when you are in a state of union, you are not separate. You do not see yourself as separate from anyone or anything. And as a result, love flows because you realize that love is everything around you. I think that a lot of heartbreak, a lot of confusion comes from the feeling of separateness. And this isn't just me. This is like ancient yogi technique 101. If you look, crack any yoga book open, from Bhagavad Gita, the Rig Veda, any Mahabharata, you're going to find some sort of semblance of, listen, if you feel separate, 
from other beings, you won't be able to love them. But we know that how we treat others is really a reflection of how we treat ourselves. So if you don't feel whole or connected or one with other people, you probably don't feel that way with yourself. And so if we want to start to connect with our loved ones, if we want to start to connect and heal the world, then we really need to start to look at the relationship we have with ourselves. I use radical self-love on purpose because radical to me means to disrupt, to do something unconventional. And it's very conventional to not love yourself. It's very ordinary. And as a result, we've socialized that and pain of not loving ourselves, pain of feeling separate from ourselves. Separate, what's separate, by the way? Let's talk about that just real quick. Heart and mind. Okay, your heart and your mind are separate. It causes a lot of pain. And as a result, we're medicated. As a result, we're confused. As a result, we're going to therapy. As a result, we think we need to get divorced when we really don't. As a result, we need to quit our jobs when we really don't. As a result, we stay in marriages and jobs when we really shouldn't. There's confusion everywhere. By the way, therapy is incredible and sometimes medication is needed. I'm not shitting on that. But I'm just saying most of us are confused, yeah? I think you get that. So how do we exit a state of confusion? We certainly don't do it by hating ourselves. <laughs> we need to do something radical. We need to do something unconventional, something brave that a lot of people don't want to do. And they don't want to do it because no one's really talked about how beautiful it is. Or maybe people have been told it's really difficult and it's only for those who are on the, you know, the, the aesthetic path, who are, who are going to monkhood, who are renouncing the world. Those are the people who could truly find God within themselves. That's not true at all. To step into divine love, aha prima. Prima means divine love. Aham means I am. Aham prima, that mantra, which is the mantra of this month inside of the inner circle, means I am radical. I'm sorry. I am divine love. It is radical, but that's not what the mantra meant. Aham prima, I am divine love. What's beautiful about this is that this isn't conditional love. You guys, divine love is unconditional. It's unconditional, meaning you do not need to change. You do not need to do anything in order to be loved by the divine, by, by the pull, by the push, by the science, by the space, by God energy, whatever that is to you, it is there in a state of love already. When we say love, don't think of uh, the heart, like mushy, mushy, sexuality, let's get married, let's hold hands kind of love. I'm talking unconditional love that moves beyond your ego mind, that moves beyond logic. This is a love that accepts everything as it is there's no good or bad it's just it's just what it is this is a state beyond words there's not even words this this state that i'm talking about isn't even love there's no word for it it just is existence and when you step into it you really do feel one with everything and from that equally 
follows with, follows suit with an incredible surge of love, dopamine in the brain, serotonin. And we start to connect with other people. We start to connect with ourselves because we realize that what we're feeling, what we're seeing, this oneness, isn't just us and God. It's us and everyone because everyone else is connected to God. God, us, and me, and you, and everything. We're all on the same manifestation. We're all in the same boat, all heading down the same river. Going through these crazy rapids together. But this, in this analogy, us, the boat, and the rapids are all one. Again, there's no separateness even there. As I let that sink in, let's let those words hit you right now. And if you're in a place where you can safely close your eyes, close your eyes and feel that. Feel that you and know that you are divine love. And from this place, we are already immediately in a state of self-acceptance. We can look at our behaviors in the past and we can love them. We can start to dissolve the bondage of shame, dissolve the knots of disgrace and expectations. And then when we do that for ourselves, that's the first practice. We have to do it on ourselves. Then we can start to, we just notice it automatically happens. We start to do the same for others. We accept them. We love them. And they feel that. Humans feel, right? Humans feel. We know when we're in the state of someone who feels pretty freaking good because we feel good. We know when we're around someone who is kind of rotten because we start to feel pretty bad. So your work of self-love, of understanding who you are in relationship to the divine is the most unselfish work you could do. Because to place yourself in that knowing every day, often, getting yourself into that peak pranic state, and I'm going to talk about the tools and how to do that in just a minute, but I want to set this up a little bit more so you really understand the full picture here. When you're in that state and you understand who you are, and you realize that everyone else is in that state, whether they see it or not, but you're going to hold that vision for them. You see what I'm saying? You're in that state, whether they like it or not, you see them as love. <laughs> and automatically you love them. It's just easy. Because remember, it's not love like I'll try to love you or let's develop a relationship first and then I'll get to love you. Or you got to do some things to build trust and then I think I'll love you and then we'll hold hands and go on a date and maybe you know become best friends or whatever. It's not that kind of love. This is an unconditional presence that enraptures. It takes over your senses. There's never any confusion there of who you are and what the world is. And so when you're in this state and you think of other people, you're around other people, they'll feel that and they will elevate naturally to your state. 
They will feel that they can love themselves without knowing really logically even what's going on. Just unconsciously, they're going to feel that they can love themselves. They can set some worry down. They can set some fear down. You, in their presence, feeling them do that, we're going to feel like a million bucks because you know what's happening. You know the power of your work. This is why a home practice is really important. So quite simply and boldly stated, you will heal people by healing yourself. Let's talk about the tools and the practices here. How are we going to get ourselves into the peak pranic state where we're experiencing who and what we really are, which is prima, divine love? The first thing is pranayama. Pranayama, pranayama is um, life force energy. It's modulating, manipulating the energy inside of you. We want to turn it up. We want to increase our prana and get ourselves into a higher pranic or vibrational state. So look at... Um, Nadi Shodana is good, but that's a little bit more soothing, but still good. Look at Kapalabhati, Breath of Fire, the more invigorating pranayams. Then movement. Once you have elevated your energy, we want to put it into the cells of your body and really make sure we bypass the mind. Otherwise, we are in the mind. We're going to be conditioned. That's what the mind is. It's not bad. It's just, let's look at it what it is, you know? We've been told what love is. We've been told who we should love. And we've been told and taught how we should love them or how we shouldn't. That's a story that's been handed down from generations. That's not yours. But we're going to bypass that. A little trick is just raise your freaking energy. <laughs> you guys, it's not rocket science here. Raise your prana for Christ's sakes. You have to. The world needs you to do this. So once you've done your pranayama, get up, move your body, put on beautiful, powerful music, whatever it is, your favorite song that makes you feel incredible, that makes you feel like you're in a state moving toward a state of love, and dance. And when you dance, you're dancing to the frequency of love. You're dancing to the frequency of divine love, not Hallmark card kind of greeting card love, but true acceptance, true unconditional love, and you're dancing to that. It's going to be a freedom, ecstatic state, you guys. Intense love. Hold yourself, squeeze yourself, brush your arms, brush your face gently, love. Feel pleasure across your skin as you touch your arms and legs and move your body in a way of the frequency, the code of love. Then after a few minutes of that, or as long as you want to dance for, honestly, come back down to seated and journal. Visualize first what it feels like. See yourself in a state of divine love and just notice. So it's a little abstract, right? So we, that's why we need to buy. We're going around the mind here and going and using the, the tool, the vibrational tool of prana which does not need words. It's really just, it's all about the body and the body knows already. The mind asks questions, the body just knows. The body holds the answers. So when you visualize, visualize what it feels like, what it looks like to be in a state of divine love and see what comes to your mind's eye. 
Breathe deeply into your belly. Try not to force anything and just let it come up. And then the next step that I always find is so powerful is to visualize the people in your life that are going to benefit from you doing this work. Who's going to benefit from you being in a state every day, connecting with your highest love, your highest vibrational yes? See those people and then imagine how they will feel. See them smile, you know, like get into their state of mind where you're empathetic, where you're feeling what they feel. I guarantee you, you do this exercise. It's impossible not to feel love, flood yourselves, flood your being. When I do this work, and I just did it with the Inner Circle Group, it's so powerful to think of other beings that you're going to influence. Again, this is the least selfish work you can do is loving yourself, seeing who you really are. Aham prima. Aham prima. I am divine love. It's unconditional and it's sitting there for me and for you, for everyone. It already is us. We're just awakening to it. We're in the process of knowing and receiving the benefits right now. So once you start to see other people in your mind's eye light up with love, it comes right back to you. It's this positive feedback loop and you're getting even more hits of divine love. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So then you open your eyes and then you write down. Write down what divine aham prima, prima love is to you. How, how are you standing in your mind's eye? What was around you? Were you outside? Did you notice the colors? That's another technique too, is to sit down and ask yourself, what's the color right now that I'm feeling of divine love? And let it just come to you and then wear those colors that day. Paint your wall that I don't even get like go big. Paint your wall. Go buy flowers that are that color. Take a bath later and have bath salts that are that color. Um, cook a meal and make one of the dishes, if not all of it, that color. Right? Like your mind is saying, oh, it's this. And that's a code. That's a key that will unlock. It's a code. I'll unlock more love. So listen for that. Watch for that. Ask yourself about colors. Okay. So then write down what you saw and what you felt when you thought about how you are in a state of divine love. Then write down how others felt, like who benefited, who benefited, of course, if you know their names. Because you can be really general there and just think the world, right? Because that's correct. That's absolutely correct. So write that down. And then how would they feel? Write down the emotional states. That's really, really important. And right there, you have the workings of spiritual management tools, which is also what I talk a lot about. Spiritual management tools are the checkpoints, the, the scaffolding. It's going to get you to move forward on your spiritual path and hold it, hold the line so that we don't sink backwards, okay? One more technique is mantra. Now, I already gave you the mantra to repeat, aham prima. I would highly recommend looking up Deva Primal. She has a beautiful chant, um, and I'm going to spell that for you right now. I'll, I can put it in the notes, too. Um, but Deva Primal, D-E-V-A, P-R-E-M-A-L. 
I'm going to right now on um, my music channel just to make sure I have that right. Yes, D-E-V-A, Deva, Prima, P-R-E-M-A-L, and Aham Prima, A-H-A-M, P-R-E-M-A. Aham Prima, she repeats this 108 times, which is the length of a traditional um, mala bead necklace. So you could also thumb your uh, prayer beads while you're doing this as well, if you'd like. But it's beautiful. It, it, this Everything about that song is absolutely trance-like and draws you right in. We listened to it twice back-to-back -back inside of tonight's class because it's just so beautiful. And then you can take your hands and you lightly tap your sternum up and down with both fingers. Just soft tapping. And that'll help to activate the heart center while you're chanting, if that feels good, okay? You guys, this practice is so powerful, and I recommend you spend some time with it, okay? Spend some time, and also journal about where you're stuck. If it's hard to love yourself, if there's guilt, or you feel like it's just hard, or you need to be more practiced at it, or you know, you're, you, the story is I'm just not good at loving myself. That is fine. It's a great place to start, and it's where all of us start. That's the story. Stories can change. It just takes practice. It just takes practice. Raise your vibrational frequency. Raise it every day, you guys. This is the most serious work you can do. Raise it every day. And you will find that the barriers that your mind throws up, the stories are the barriers. They start to quiet down and they get really quiet. And eventually you don't even pay attention to them anymore because your mind has rewired the circuitry and you are on to the next. You are on to the next thing. And this thing, the next thing is going to be radical self-love. I believe in you, and I can't wait to see you shining in love. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for listening.